The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. And our friends at podswag.com have got an incredible promotion for you right now. When you purchase any of our glassware, such as pint glasses or LaGreca pub glasses, you'll get 30% off. That's right. 30% off on all of our glassware, which is the lifeblood for all our daddy sodas and LaGreca shit. So take advantage of this deal while you can, because supplies won't last. Once they're gone, they're gone. So the glassware that we have available at podswag.com slash busted open, that's it. So when they're sold, you ain't going to see them again. So make sure you go to podswag.com slash busted open. I am drinking currently out of my busted open bully Ray glass. Nice. So I'm drink I'm drinking out of that. So and then and then once the show is over, maybe even before the show is over. I have my Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA, and I'll be drinking that out of my uh, La Greca Daddy Soda pub glass. Make sure you get them right now at potswag.com slash busted open and get 30% off. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Mark Henry start talking about WrestleMania 39. We know what match is going to main event night number two, but what match is going to main event WrestleMania night number one, especially after what we saw on SmackDown this past Friday night. Also, we get into Bianca Belair and Asuka, a story we're not that into. What went wrong? We discuss. And also, we get into the reemergence of the house show. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Now, we know what the main event is going to be for night two of WrestleMania. Cody's already talked about it. He talked about it in his promo last Monday on Raw. Obviously, Roman and Cody are main eventing night number two. But I want to ask you guys, and I want to ask the Busted Open Nation, what match should main event night number one of WrestleMania? And I got to be honest, from from me, guys, I automatically assumed that it was going to be one of the women championship matches. I thought it would either be Bianca Belair and Asuka, or it was going to be Charlotte and Rhea. But after the last couple of weeks and how things have played out, I think my mind's gone in a completely different way. And that is, I think it should be the tag match. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. What, what, I'm, this is to you and Bully. Would it be disrespectful 
for the women's match championship matches to open both nights. Hmm. And then you put the tag match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos as the main event of the uh, first night. Even uh, though I, I think in my heart of hearts that the match that's going to steal WrestleMania is going to be Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. I'm so damn excited to see that match that I, I feel like it's going to overshadow. The only thing that, that, that may not overshadow is the main event on WrestleMania's um, night two. It's, um, I'm going to take Dave's question first, and then I'll take your suggestion second. Here's the way I look at things right now, Dave. The story between Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the Usos has earned the right to main event night one, in my opinion. It's such okay. a strong story. And the last time we saw a tag team match main event a wrestlemania was wrestlemania one mr t and hulk hogan versus cowboy bob orton and roddy piper i think it is time for a tag match to main event and the tag team championships <clears throat> would be on the line and we've never seen a tag team championship headline night one or night two. So story-wise, I believe that those four gentlemen have earned the right or earned the right to be in the discussion of headlining night one. If I was uh, Rhea or Charlotte and you came to me with Mark's suggestion and said, you'll open up night one or night two, I'm all in because I love being on first. Let me be Detroit Rock City all night long because you are going to have the emotion. You are going to have the vibe in the room going on first. It will be there, especially if you're going to do a, uh, a, a title change, especially if Rhea were to go over. People are going to be very excited about that. So that that's where I stand right now on the situation. And I think a great thread for today's show to throw out to the nation is what do they think should main event should should the women main event night one because of the strength of their story right now no but i think but i think mark's question's no. a good one too is it disrespectful to the women's roster or the women championships if not if one of those matches is a main eventing night number one i i don't know how it's disrespectful uh, to me, it's all about whatever. Because some would say that, though, bully. Yes, some would, some say, would that. say that. People you would put say both that. Matches on first. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Something. I'm sorry. I th I thought I thought Dave said it's disrespectful for the one of the women's matches not to headline night. No, one. that's what that that that's that's like because that's what Mark. You know, but Mark, your question was different. I maybe I, I I misheard your your question, but yeah, mine was different. Mine was, is it disrespectful 
to open both nights with the women's matches. I personally and, and don't not think have so. them. Personal opinion I, is no. Me neither. But I guarantee you, this world we live in, they'll man, they'll they'll shit all over that idea that a women's championship match is not in one of the main events. I so let's you. take let's take the two women's championship matches. If we had to give the main event spot of night one to one of these matches, Mark, are you giving it to Bianca and Asuka or are you giving it to Charlotte and Rhea based on the stories being told? Charlotte and Rhea. Okay. Dave? Charlotte and Rhea without a doubt. Charlotte and, and Rhea for me also. Yeah, now. because the, the wait, really quick, Bully, but it goes back to something that you just said, and that's story. There is no story between Bianca and Asuka. As a matter of fact, it's downright embarrassing. Like, I, if I'm Bianca Belair, I'm frustrated as all hell. Even though I'm the champion, you had me in a wonky story with Alexa Bliss leading up to the Royal Rumble, and people just were not into that match because it was all the hocus pocus, and you're doing it again. With Asuka, like I, I, Asuka is just like to me. I, I can't see another example of them dropping the ball the way they've dropped the ball with Asuka. There's no story with Bianca Belair and Asuka right now. Yeah, it's just two good wrestlers going at it. I mean, the the Asuka and, and story. Work. One of the other people that we haven't talked about in a while that I believe they are either dropping the ball with or who's dropping the ball on their own is carrying cross and scarlet. We don't even go down that road right now. Cause we're keeping it to WrestleMania conversation. I think we, we all three of us agree that Rhea and Charlotte deserve uh, uh, the, the spot over Bianca and, and Oscar, but based on story being told, is it the tag match or the women's championship match? that deserves to headline night one. I, I I believe it's the men's tag match right now. Look at that hug. Look at that hug between Sammy and Kevin the other night. That place erupted for a hug. The emotional investment that everybody involved in this bloodline story that, that, that they've garnered is is amazing and it hasn't happened in the WWE in quite some time. So why not put it on last? What about Sammy, Kevin, and the Usos does not deserve to go on last, especially when all fingers would point in the direction of Sammy and Kevin going over. Hell of a way to end night one. Well, and you're also including in this story, especially on SmackDown this past Friday, Cody, who's challenging for the, the, the world championship on night number two, is involved in this story between the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. Now, that, that match has not been made official yet, but, uh, but guys, we know that that match is going to be made official. But I'm going to throw some other matches because I don't think – go ahead, Mark. And, and it's linked to the bloodline. Yes. Like the two major stories are both caught up in both of those matches. It just makes sense. Well, I'm going to I'm going to throw some matches out, okay? That 
could be in contention. And I want to hear from the nation already. Phone lines are filled already, which is because this is such a great question. Like, to hear one other match that we know is going to happen. It's the only match that we know definitively that's going to happen night number one. And that is Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Some might look at that match as a possible main event night number one. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. Some would say that's a main event. Bianca and Asuka. Some would say that's a main event. You know, Brock Lesnar and Omos. I mean, it's Brock Lesnar. That's one of the biggest stars in the company. I'm going to throw another one out there. Mark, you mentioned Gunther McIntyre and Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. That's going to be very hard to follow that one up. How about Austin Theory and John Cena for crying out loud? We have the return of John Cena. That could be a potential match to be a main event night number one. I mean, there's, there's. How about the six woman tag match? You have the return of Lita and 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 Trish. I mean, there's a lot of options here that could main event night number one of WrestleMania. I haven't heard one. What do they mix? What do they mix with um, the meat and hot dogs? That's filler. Okay. All right. Wow. Cena and Theory filler. No, the six tag. Oh, okay. The six woman tag. Okay. I don't think you can make a definitive case for any of the matches that you just brought up. You want to say John Cena versus theory because it's for a championship and John Cena is involved. Okay. Maybe you can get a couple of words in edgewise on that, on that match, but there's only two matches right now. The, the, the the women, the women's match headlining night one, is it, 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 is it truly deserving of the main event spot right now based on the story? That's what I want to hear from the nation. That's what I, either this one or the tag match. And in a world, you know, in, in a world that we live in of firsts, it'd be nice to advertise the first WrestleMania ever where a tag team match was main eventing. Why does why does any particular championship get a spotlight put on them or any particular first time like okay the first time the women are ever main eventing or the first time this is ever main eventing or it, all these firsts that we have when do we get our first tag tag team championship main eventing a WrestleMania night the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. 
We are full speed on the road to WrestleMania. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, a SiriusXM podcast. Join me and the Busted Open team every day for the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. It's all leading up to WrestleMania in LA, where Busted Open will be coming to you live April 1st from the iconic Whiskey-A-Go-Go in Hollywood. To find out how you can join, stay tuned to Busted Open or on Twitter at Busted Open Radio. Download Busted Open every afternoon on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, we're discussing about what match should main event night number one of WrestleMania. I agree with both of you. It's a shame what they've done with Bianca and Asuka. And Bully, you told me the last hour that like you really need the story. It can't just be about the championship. But you can make the championship a story. This is this has been a change for Asuka. This is a different Asuka than the Asuka we've seen before. She doesn't have to say anything. She could just point at that championship. Be serious. Be like be an Asuka that we haven't seen since the match that she had in New Orleans with Charlotte where, you know what, she's not going to go out there screaming and yelling. She's not going to go out there dancing. She's only concerned about winning that Raw Women's Championship. And again, they're not playing to Bianca's strength. Bianca's a great athlete. And they're putting her in these storylines that are just like really off the grid. I think with Bianca and Asuka, you can make it about wrestling. You can make it about the championship. You can make it a little bit different. Look at Rhea and Charlotte. Their story is basically about, hey, Charlotte said it in her promo. I'm a star. Well, you know, the star should have championship gold around their waist. The star should be main eventing WrestleMania. And Rhea is saying, well, you know what? I want to be you. I want to be a star. So I know in order to do that, I got to capture that SmackDown Women's Championship. That's about being a star. With Raw, you can make it about being a wrestler, about being a champion, about taking it to the next level. Like you said, Mark, Asuka's story could be that, you know, she has been left behind. She's been off of TV. She hasn't been taken seriously. Well, now I'm going to be taken seriously because I'm going to win that Raw Women's Championship. It's better than what they, that they've presented on Monday Night Raw for the last three months. Dave, if you did the idea I was saying in the last before the last break, do the cinematic cartoon animation where Oscar says she's going to take out all the competition until she's the only woman left. There will be nobody to face you. I will destroy everybody. They will be on crutches. They will be in the hospital. They will be at home. And it will only be me. Like, you have to be able to find something to make you give a damn. If I don't give a damn, we're that's where we are right now. There's Mark, nobody I, in this on this panel that loves Bianca more than I do. But I'm not excited for her match. Mark, after thinking about your idea, I, I do really like your idea because it's different. And to put it in perspective, I think your idea would work with an AEW fan base. I do not think it gets over with a WWE audience. And I think the WWE wants their performers to do the speaking for themselves, if not have the manager do it for them. I think your idea is extremely creative. I could definitely see it working for Asuka, but I just don't think it flies over there. Thus, we're just getting Bianca versus Asuka. Here here it is. We'll, We'll throw them on TV every week. What's going on with Asuka? She's crazy, crazy. Maybe all this crazy 
is leading to the debut of Kana or the more over-the-top personality of Oscar. But we've been saying that for years and we never get it. So it just is what it is. And, that, and that's it. And that's that's all it's going to be. It's not going to, it's not getting any bigger than it is right now. They're not going to pour any more gasoline on Oscar and Bianca. Just ain't happening. No, so so oh go ahead, Mark. I don't I don't think it's brand centric. I don't think it's an AW Impact NXT Raw SmackDown thing. I think that it is a personal relationship thing. Oscar has not been allowed the chance to emotionally get in under somebody's skin or to enter people's hearts where you feel compassion for her. How about how about this story? How about you say Oscar has been looked over that because she can't speak the language fluently that the system is against her. And somebody comes in and goes, hey, they're whispering to Oscar all the time. And then that person is the one that gets Oscar to rise to the occasion. And yes, that person might be somebody that we've seen before. You, you, we always talk about giving the rub. Like you, somebody. They don't have to be Japanese. They just have to be a motivator, a coach, a mentor. And you start to feel a camaraderie between the two people. And you tell those stories. It's not rocket science. It's been done before. It's not an AEW or WWE thing. It's a storytelling thing. Story Man, the, the story is going to supersede where you are. See, I'm I'm afraid of what's going to happen in this match because I I agree, Mark, with what Bully said that this is just another match. Like I feel like this is going to be somewhere in the middle of the show, night number one. It's not going to be a lot of fanfare. Now, maybe the match is great where we're like, wow, that was that was a surprisingly good match because the build wasn't great. I'm sure that's what we're probably going to say after that match between Bianca and Asuka. But I'm afraid of what's going to happen with Asuka here. Because if Bianca retains and Asuka loses, what do you do with Asuka at this point? They have started and stopped with Asuka so much. I don't think they clearly know what her character is. Like, I, I just feel like Asuka's nearing Nakamura territory here. You where, just took it out of my mouth. Yeah. Asuka's in much be a much better position than Nakamura. But if, if, but if, but if Asuka loses... At WrestleMania and the way that they really haven't built a story around her, they don't understand her character. I can see her like where's not where the hell is Nakamura? Like where's Nakamura? Because this is this is the brutal honesty of the situation. A lot of people might not be happy with this, but this is the way it goes. Nakamura nor Asuka can communicate with the fan base the way the WWE would like them to. And that's why we don't get a lot of them. Mark, are you shaking your head in disgust or because you disagree disgust, with me? Because okay. you are okay. fucking right. Yeah. Okay. And yep. it, it okay. is is borderline discrimination. You have got to think better. You, buy, you, you go and pay the money to bring these unbelievable talents 
from all over the world, regardless of whether it's Japan, Africa, Australia, Canada, Germany. Look at Gunther. He, he's, he's really worked hard to be able to communicate better. He's worked hard because he wants to be able to communicate the way that they would have him communicate. But everybody else is not always that easy because if you put me in Japan and I had to speak Japanese, bro, I'd be lost. So help me. Give me somebody that can help me. Give me some English, give me some Japanese classes. Get somebody to speak Japanese with me every day. Hey, Mark, so-and-so is going to call you. Y'all need to talk for an hour or so every day. If you're not doing that, you're being lazy. You are not helping the product. This is where you got to give credit to a guy like John Cena when the when the WWE was breaking into the, the, the market in China. John Cena learned Mandarin so he could communicate better, whether that was because he was doing movies in China or the, I, I believe it was mostly because he could address the media for the WWE and, and, and impress everybody around the world with, with his aptitude to learn another language. But the reason why we don't get, we don't get a lot from Asuka and Nakamura is the WWE doesn't have a lot of faith in their ability to communicate the storylines. Who was the performer in NXT who they were bringing up? I don't I don't remember if it was a Japanese girl. Um, uh, it was somebody of uh, uh, Asian descent that they all they did was subtitles. And I loved it. I love the fact it might have been EO or it might have been that other character who this mystical character. But all they did was subtitles. saying. Was it Carrie? Okay, it might have been, but I loved reading the subtitles. You know why? Because it was different. Normally, if you got to read subtitles, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. But it was different because I heard this performer communicating in their 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 native language, in a, in a way like when I hear like a Carrie Sane or a let's just take Oscar or Nakamura communicating in in their in their um, their native <laughs> language, right? I can hear the tone and the inflection in the passion in your language. I don't have to understand. I don't have to understand what you're saying, but I feel what you're saying. So I would rather feel what you're saying and read a subtitle than watch you struggle with a language that you don't have a command of. And that's why they don't let them talk. Listen, you're never going to hear bullshit honesty from me. You're never going to hear bullshit negativity from me. You're going to hear the God's honest truth. And that's why those two performers don't talk. That's why we don't get more from them. And listen, they've given Asuka opportunities. Asuka's a multi-world champion. Asuka's won the money in the bank, or she was given the money in the bank. But, like, I... This is where, like, I like what, like, what Mark said is help them. Like, if if you if you're investing in this talent, then maybe invest a little bit more where language isn't going to be an issue for them. Like, look at look at what they did or with Andrade. Teach them, teach them, uh, you know, teach them. Or you know what? 
do it like you said, bully. Maybe it's not verbally, but visually they can tell a story. This is professional wrestling. They can tell a story visually or do like what they did with Andrade. Remember with Andrade, they had Zelina Vega with Andrade as like, you know, his, his, his manager. And that clicked and that worked for Andrade. Like, I, I just feel like you brought in great talents like Anasuka and especially bully a Nakamura. Nakamura was main eventing Wrestle Kingdoms for crying out loud. Now he's, now he's not even on WrestleMania cards anymore, even though he had maybe one of the best WrestleMania matches with AJ Styles a few years ago. Like, he's completely forgot. You don't even speak the name Nakamura anymore in the WWE. Why? If, if, you, if you look at his whole... It's sad. It's yeah. His whole game. Why do we not see more of Nakamura? Ph- phenomenal entrance, it's right? Hard. It's too hard for the writers. It's too hard for them to sit there and to put thought into, like, we just had 10 ideas on this show today. Mm-hmm. Better than all the shit they came up with this entire year and half of last year. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. There is something that I want to talk about with both you guys, and it's something that was kind of dying out even before the lockdown and the pandemic. And that is house shows. Like there was even talk of doing away with house shows before there was the lockdown. But it seems now across the board, AEW now doing house shows. And over the weekend, they had one that like from all reports was, you know, amazing from attendance to just, energy in the building the wwe bully we talked about it last week their house shows have been doing very very well and i think we've seen the reemergence of independent wrestling too so mark you know i'm you know being part of aew this is definitely something that aew is putting a lot of stock into correct uh uh, yes and the thing about uh live events or house shows dave you learn more in those matches than you do on a TV match because the structure of television is so uh, rigid. But when you go out there and you learn to feel the crowd, you learn to hear them and listen to them, you learn learn what works and what don't work. You get the chance to try stuff. And some of the best moments that I ever had uh, emotionally in wrestling where I got to identify with a crowd happened at house shows. Uh, it happened by accident. You see people do it all the time now. But back in the day, I started doing this to the crowd. And then I would shut them down. Okay. And then I would do this side. And I would shut them down. And then I'd make it a competition. Like, wait a minute. Oh, this guy, like, Hulk Hogan did the, did the ear thing, but he never shut him down and he never like, uh, I I wanted to expand on it and I did. And now people do it all the time, but that was the first time that I did that 
when I when I came to the back, bro, I felt like I won the lotto. It felt so good to do something that people don't do. And in the house shows, you get to experiment with stuff like that. Uh, man, I, I I had a match with Fit Finley one time, and he told me a joke through the match. And about halfway through the heat, I'm like, "So, so what was? Tell me what what happened? I'm like, you got me in suspense." <laughs> and he's like, "Hold on a second, hold on, it's not time." <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch, tell me already. Like, we're having fun. You get a chance to have fun in the live events. And and there's different styles. There's something called walk and talk, where you can you can walk around and talk to the crowd and <coughs> and interact with, with, with the fans. And you can wrestle a guy and, and hold on a second. Hold on. And do the handshake thing. And and do like it's it's all kind of stuff you could do. I did. I had a a, 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 a me and um, damn it, who was it? I'm trying to think who we had the uh, tag match with, where um, Bully did the handshake thing with me, and then he started dancing, and I was like, son of a bitch, and I started dancing. The crowd went ah. That we didn't talk about that. It wasn't planned. It's walk and talk. And all of these wrestlers that now are getting the opportunity to have house show matches, some of them have never really done it because during COVID it was killed. And then some of these guys are two or three years in the business. So they really don't understand what that is. The state of wrestling is going to get better now that house shows are in. Dave, rock and roll bands become great stadium bands because they learned how to work the arenas. Great arena bands become great arena bands because they learned how to work the clubs. I went backwards with that one to show you in wrestling, you become a great TV wrestler wrestling on house shows. House shows is where you hone your craft. House shows is where you do everything that Mark talked about. That's where you try stuff. That's where you you don't call everything. You go out there and you listen to the people. House shows is where you learn how to work. There's a big difference between working on a house show and wrestling on TV. Wrestling on TV, we know where everybody's going to be at any given moment because they got to get the shots and the producers, blah, blah, blah. On house shows, if me and Mark were to go out there tomorrow and work a house show all I want to know is who's going over and how. Mark's going over with the world's strongest slam. Okay, fine. That's it. And then me and Mark will go out there and we'll uh, and we'll work it out. Actually, I'd probably send Devon out there to de- do the job and I'd politic my way out of it. But that's a story for another day. Um, but yeah, you know, and then we'd go out there and figure it out. How would we figure it out? We would just listen to the people and we would feed off of the people. I have a lot of respect for certain artists and bands like a Bruce Springsteen, right? Bruce, a lot of times doesn't have a set set list. He'll go out there and he'll read his crowd and he knows how to play all his songs and his band knows how to play all his songs. So if he turns around and calls out some song from, uh, you know, the ghost of Tom Joad, you know, uh, song seven on that album, 
They know how to play it and they're going to play it. It's all about learning how to interact with an audience, read an audience, feel an audience. Because if me and Mark say tackle, drop down, hip toss, arm drag, body slam, cover, one, two, kick, get it again, and they don't respond to that, well, then where are we going? So house shows benefit wrestlers. House shows are more fun for fans. I think this weekend was a great weekend for the WWE with house shows. It was AEW's first house show weekend, which I heard was a lot of fun. And for the, on the independent scene, battleground championship wrestling put on one hell of a sports and entertainment show at the ECW arena this weekend, sold out great show. People had a blast. I listened to almost every match and whether it was, it was the diehard wrestling matches that we got from like a, a John Morrison or a Tony niece, or if it was the more entertaining stuff that we got from uh, a bully, a Cardona, a Lance Archer, everything was there. So house shows are definitely uh, if they're making a full blown comeback, benefit everyone. Dave. I went and saw B.B. King about 20 years ago. And B.B. worked the shit out of everybody. He came out on the stage, and he was kind of limping. And he was like, uh, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm getting old. You, you don't mind if I sit on a stool tonight, do you? My, I, I did something to my hip. And everybody kind of laughed, and they brought a stool out, and he sat on the stool. And he's sitting on the stool, Dave, and he's playing the song. And I think I, I think it was uh, not Sweet Sixteen, but it was it was one of his top songs. That a lot of the artists start with a hit, with yeah. like one of their major hits. And he's playing his song, and then he goes into Sweet Sixteen. He plays Sweet Sixteen, and when he hit that first chord, and everybody knew that it was Sweet Sixteen. He stood up and kicked that fucking stool and started playing, and the crowd went, wow! It was a spot. He learned how to do that over the years, and he knew how to entertain a crowd. That's pro wrestling. We started that shit. The corny world of pro wrestling has taught Broadway. The term Broadway comes from wrestling. Like, there is things that in entertainment, they have evolved because you had to. And, like, that's what house shows do. And I think it's coming around because, like, Mark, what you just said with B.B. King, if he had a television appearance, let's just say on The Tonight Show or something, he's not doing that. You know, because he's playing for the camera. So he's just going to play his songs. He's going to play it as good as he possibly can. And that's going to be and – and people are going to love it. But – you're not so much connecting with the audience that are in the theater that night. You're connecting with the camera and the people are actually sitting at home on their couch watching that show. That's not the case with BB King. If he's playing at a club and you're in attendance, he's playing for that crowd. It's the same thing with house shows. I've been saying for years, I love house shows much more than raws or smackdowns or pay-per-views to me the house shows are so much more fun it's more relaxed but the tickets cheaper and and yeah. and the people and it in last the- longer yes you know why it lasts longer Dave? why because it feels good you get you get gratification you get you get acknowledgement from the crowd when your shit works and 
I, I many times I've been in the ring, Dave, at a house show, and they said, "Hey, ten, twelve minutes. Come on, we get in and get out. We got we got a long drive tonight." <laughs> you look up, sixteen minutes gone, eighteen minutes gone. Cause you're into it, and cause you're feeling it. And then, like, the next match comes, and they go 10 minutes over. And then the next match comes, they go 10 minutes. Next thing you know, it's a three-and-a-half-hour show, and Jack Lanza's screaming bloody murder at everybody. And I know Bullet started, look at him. Look how he started laughing. Because Jack Lanza, oh, my God. Jack was like, look, we got a more than two-hour drive, and I got friends in town. Y'all going <laughs> to... I'm gonna listen. I will. I will find the shit out of you. I got friends in town. I know what that means. You know, code word. And and <laughs> and that's that's the house show thing is it's his own monster, Dave. And I'm proud to, to be a, a a person that that really loved the house show thing way more than TV. And I'm I'm happy that all of these young cats. And, and 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 ladies are going to be able to experience what it's like to get reps on uh, house shows. Dave, one time uh, us and the Hardys were about 20 minutes deep into a match and I got a rear chin lock on Jeff Hardy and we happened to be facing the entranceway. And here comes Jack Lanza down the entranceway. And I, I'm not going to give away the signal, but he's got a look on his face. He he looks a little angry. And Jeff says to me, he goes, he looks really mad. And I go, we should go home now. <laughs> and we went right to the hot dog spot. I went home. And then when we got in the back and, and the jack lands away, he's like, boys, that was really good. But you went a little too long. And I got some friends in the next town. <laughs> well, but you know what? Like just those stories. But f- here's the thing for for me as a fan and Bully and Mark. You know I've been talking about this for a very long time. Is that there's no commercial breaks. There's no backstage vignettes or promos. It's all about the action in the ring and for everybody that's in the house. And you know it's something special. And I think I think things are starting to go full circle. For a while, business was down for house shows because I think a lot of fans thought, well, nothing special is going to happen on this house show because it's just a house show. So we're not going to see the championship change hands. We're not going to see significant moments. But I feel now that we've come out of this lockdown that people just want to see wrestling again. And I feel like people know now, hey, when you go to a Raw, especially I'll, I'll, I'll just bring up a Raw, it's a long night. And the show's, you know, over three hours and half of that's commercial breaks and backstage. But if I go to a house show, it's the tickets a lot cheaper and it's going to be wall to wall action. And it's going to be, I think the key word that both of you said, it's going to be a lot more fun. So it's good. Your money's worth. Yes. You're going to feel like, you know what, man? Like that, that was cool as hell. Hell, I had a, I had a a, a time, Dave, with, with Fandango. And we had this match, and Jack Lanza said, hey, guys, we don't have a lot of time. I, I, I want y'all to, you know, get in and get out. He's like, look, um, y- y'all mind uh, doing like a dance-off? So we go out there with the intent on having this match, and Fandango grabs the microphone. He says, hey, Mark, I could, we could fight every night if you want to. 
He's like, but I bet your ass you can't beat me in a dance-off. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing a dance-off. I'm kicking your ass. And the crowd is like, no. And we have a dance-off. They play my music. My music sucks for a dance-off. So the next night, we did it again. This time, we played Beat It, Michael Jackson. And I want everybody to go on social media, uh, YouTube or whatever, and pull up Mark Henry versus Fandango in a dance-off. I guarantee you will be entertained. That's what the house show does. It gives you your money's worth. And there's no commercial breaks. Yeah. There's no, oh, we're going to pause for two minutes, three minutes, and 15 seconds to do this commercial. No. You go there, man, I'm coming out in the crowd. People go out in the crowd, Dave. You get, a, you get to touch your superstars at the house shows. How many times, Bully, did you bring a kid in the ring from the crowd? Hey, come here, get that kid right there. Bring that kid in here. And then Mark, they do I like to dance. I would venture to say that in the WWE, me and Devon were the first ones to bring the kids in the ring because we would give away a piece of the table and we would do it wow. every single night. And I, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think anybody else was bringing kids in the ring before me and Devon. And then obviously later on, Cena used to do it. But yeah, every night we broke that table and then we would do who wants a piece of the table, brought a kid in the ring. Gave the kid the table, held him up high in the air, and it was. And those were those feel good moments that you could not get on television. Can't it just it would not TV. happen. And and you know, and and as a kid, you know, me and Dave going to rock concerts, we would hope that our favorite, you know, guitar player would throw a pick at us. You know, all we wanted to do is catch a pick or catch a foul ball if you go into a, a game. Going, we want me and Devon wanted to recreate that experience, like. Hey, maybe my kid will get a piece of the table tonight. And you know, like, and if you go to see a band, they're talking to the crowd, and it's very local centric. They're talking about they might be calling out certain places that are in your town or in your city, and that happens at house shows. But they're not doing that on dynamites and raws and stuff because you're playing. You you want everybody that's watching at home to feel like they're there. You know, when you're doing a house show, it's completely different. It's just a completely different vibe. I know for me, myself, I'm glad that, you know, house shows, house shows are back, but that they're not only surviving, but they're thriving right now. And and it's great for wrestling fans. And there's really not much more. And, and, and it helps wrestlers. Listen, there was, a, there was a match this weekend at AEW that didn't exactly tear the house down. It was Britt Baker and Anna Jay. And they and, and they definitely, they went out there. They tried their best. It wasn't a very good match at the AEW house show. Good. Now Anna Jay can sit down with a Mark Henry, a Billy Gunn, a Dean Malenko, and hopefully she asks, what could I have done better? And they can go, they can go, okay, you, sh- you could have done this better. You could have played to the crowd here. You should have executed this move a different way. That's where you learn. Things like this are going to happen. That's why there are errors in baseball. That's why there are penalties in football, you know, all this shit. But it's up to the performer 
to sit down with the producer and the veterans and ask, how can I get better? When I used to come back to a curtain, Dave, I found a veteran that I respected. And the number one question I would ask, what could I have done better? Don't tell me what I did good. I already know what I did good because the people told me they it was good by the way they reacted. Tell me how I could have had better psychology. Tell me how I could have had a better transition. Teach me how to throw a better punch. That's all I cared about. How can we get better? Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 